You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. Four years of Trump felt like my murder okay. and my whoops, whoops. I gotta start over because uh, there's no audio. Hold on a second, because we got no audio. Hold, uh, everything is screwy. Welcome to a Friday, everybody. Hold on, I got no audio. Give me a moment. I know we have no audio. We have no video either. I, uh, I, I, YouTube, YouTube, the video has no audio. Bear with me one Second, I will fix this. You know, everything was perfect yesterday. Hold on a second. Um, all right, this should do the trick, I hope. One, two. Okay. Okay. Now we have audio. Uh, amazing how everything just fell apart. All right, I'm going to start this over again because I had no audio at the beginning. So let's start over and say, take two, everybody. Welcome to a Friday. You know, <laughs> here we go. Take it away, ladies. I hope. No. Oh. And At first I was afraid. And it's still I was not working. Four hmm. years of Trump felt like my murder and my... Okay, well, that's not working either. So, um, uh, never mind. Well, shit. Hold on a second. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself. I don't know what's going on. Okay, that's not working. What? Yeah, yeah. It's a Friday. Can't you tell? Shit. All right. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to play the song without the video at the beginning and see if it works because I'm damn it can make this happen. There it goes. At first I was afraid. I was petrified. Four years of Trump felt like my murder and my suicide. 
But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong, and I grew strong. So now I've written you the song, Are You on Crack? From outer space, I can't stand even one more day seeing that smug look upon your face. We're gonna change that White House lock, we're gonna make you leave your key. You can't screw porn stars and your donors, but not Lady Liberty. Go on now, go. Walk out the stores. Don't turn around now. And not in 2024. Joe and Kamala won, so kiss your power goodbye. And if you should crumble, I got some champagne on standby. Cause guess what I, I don't survive Oh, as long as you know how to grift, you'll keep the grift alive Sure you take but never give, I'm just the place for you to live And I'll survive, and I will thrive It took all our nation had not to fall apart. They want you back, and all you've got is courage, brain, and heart. Now you spend every single day just feeling sorry for yourself next time you lie. And get subpoena, you'll comply. Hey, guess what? I, I did survive. Though as long as you know how to grip, you'll keep the grip alive. Cause you know where your suckers live. A grip's a gift you gotta give, but I'll survive. I will survive, I will survive. They are Kinsey Six. Yeah, finally got it working, and they are awesome. They will be on this show on Monday. That's why I wanted to start with one of their songs today, and of course, damned if the gremlins didn't get me again. You know, we got through yesterday without a problem, and here it is, Friday, and it's all foobar again. Um, but yeah, that was what that was brilliant, right? They are so good. So Kinsey Six has been around forever. I mean, I can go back on their YouTube page a dozen or more years, and they've been doing this. So two of them will be joining us live right here on Monday. We'll talk about the um, you know, the war against Drag Queen Story Hour. And by the way, they have a new tour that just happens to be Drag Queen Story Hour. <laughs> so um, it's it, it, their, their visit here on Monday will serve a dual purpose. I'm thrilled because I've been a fan of theirs for a while and I've never interviewed them before. Um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. They are so good. And if you find yourself this weekend, you know, bored, looking for some entertainment, Look up Kinsey Six, K-I-N-S-E-Y, S-I-C-K-S, um, on the YouTube because they've got uh, you know a dozen years or so worth of worth of um, uh, videos here. You know, I, I feel like I want to play you another one because I got that that one so screwed up. I don't even I don't know which one I should play though. Um, and I'm I, I want if I'm going to play it here. I, I want to play one that has a video to go with it. I played Treasons of Trump for you, um, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago when I when I, I locked him down for a, um, you know, for an appearance. I'll tell you what, we'll do this one. Um, this is for the COVID in us. Uh, hold on. What? No, no, no. Oh, I see. All right. I, I need to. This one they did um, at the height of COVID. And I'll just I'll just play this for you, and then we'll get on with the meat of the show. Okay, it's Friday. You know we can play a little bit, can't we? Take it away, girls. I'm 
I love the colorful masks When they're left in sunlight There's no virus there So we can avoid stagnation Let's protect our respiration Fresh air dilutes exhalation We gotta have air filtration Safeguard your inhalation We should fade out right here was the last lyric in that one. Uh, Kinsey Six. So you'll you'll uh, we'll meet them in person. Um, Actually, two of them. It'll be Jeff and Spencer. Those are their real names. These are not um, um, these are not um, um, uh, trans women. They are female impersonators and they do this. So I'm not sure if they will be here in their male persona or their female alter ego, but we'll find out on Monday. And that's part of the fun of it. So yes, we will. uh, I'm looking forward to that now. So this is good natured fun with um, men who dress as women and sing and do story time. Go figure. You know, that last one, despite what these Republicans who just want to scare you are saying there's nothing sexualized about that at all. It's just fun and funny. And if you watch, if you look at their stuff on YouTube, you'll see they've got a lot of live shows, too. They tour. They tour the world, the Kinsey Six. So uh, we got that to look forward to on Monday. But I got to tell you, the other story that I'm reading, which uh, is not really related to this one. Um, let me let me just state that right up front. But this has to do with the lieutenant governor of Tennessee. Did you hear about this guy? The lieutenant governor of Tennessee, who is 79 years old, by the way, um, this is a good looking, good looking man. Um, here he is. For those of you watching on video, um, 
she says facetiously. Uh, what is his name? McNally or something like that. Well, McNally has been on the on the social medias, on, on Instagram. And apparently, he has become a big fan of one particular Instagram model who's described as a 20-year-old queer. A 20-year-old gay male model's Instagram posts, and this guy, Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally, can't stop liking and commenting on his posts. So um, I saw a little clip with him, and I thought, I-, I, need to, I need to hear more. So a local TV, News Channel 5, there in Tennessee, actually sat down with the lieutenant governor, had a few questions for him. And I think, oh, in public service, we need to listen. News on the LGBTQ community. Initially, I was not very kind to that community. <laughs> As I learned some things Uh and met some people in that community, I realized that they're still individuals and they still have value. In a legislative session dominated by bills outlawing drag shows in public places and targeting gender care for the trans community, Tennessee Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally finds himself facing accusations of hypocrisy after a progressive site unearthed Uh social media interactions with a 20-year-old gay model. Uh Among them, provocative posts that were liked by the (laughs) 79-year-old Republican. Very good, he says. one where the young man doesn't appear to be wearing clothes. Oh, my. When people see these posts, what should they take away from them? Well, I don't know that they should take away a a whole lot. In an exclusive interview, McNally described how he befriended the young man first on Facebook, then on Instagram. Among the posts, this close-up of the young man's backside, Uh McNally responded with three red hearts and three on-fire emojis, (laughs) along with a comment, Finn, you can turn a rainy day into rainbows and sunshine. Oh, my. You know, I, I, uh, you know, try to encourage people with posts and try to (laughs) Um, you know, help them. Oh, uh, he's helping him. Were you trying to help this young man in some sort of way? Uh, Just basically trying to encourage him. There was also this post where the man said he was, quote, not a whore, but a hoe. (laughs) One is a slut, the other is a prostitute, adding, I'm the one that gets free weed for giving in a reference to a sexual act. For giving head. And it was liked by (laughs) Lieutenant Governor McNally. Yeah. I don't know that, you know, a lot of times on people's posts, you see the name and you see what they've written and you just press the button. Oh, yeah, that's like, all. You press, so, so press you the button. you didn't read no. uh, that post? I don't recall reading the part about the, <laughs> the uh, weed. I know that. Oh, he remembers the sex, but, but not the, the weed. <laughs> I might have. I might have read that. I might have read that. In that, that. case, was hmm. it appropriate to, to like the comment? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> then we came to a moment in our interview that could not be avoided. Uh-oh. I need to ask the question that people are suggesting on yeah. social media yeah. to, to let you respond to it. Have you ever had any personal relationship with this young man? Oh. No. Oh, no. You've never no. met him I'd, in person? I like to watch. No. Never have. In fact, we found Uh other LGBTQ Uh related posts liked by Tennessee's lieutenant governor, who says he's gotten to know members of that community, including some from his own family, (laughs) and that he's tried to be more affirming of their identities. Mm. 
He also notes that he has spoken out against some legislation pushed by his Republican colleagues. Uh, Does this affect your ability to lead? I hope not. And I've had some of my colleagues say that they're supportive, both (laughs) Republican and Democrat. Uh uh, I'm really, really sorry if I've embarrassed my family, embarrassed my friends, embarrassed the any any of the members of the legislature. But I, but I do like that it young was man. Not my intent to. He can make a rainbow out of a cloudy day. Roll call, Mr. Clerk. In the end, the Tennessee Senate chooses the lieutenant governor, a title that senators can also take away. Uh-oh. Have you thought about resigning? I think that's really up to the members of the, oh my. Uh, the Senate. Uh, you know, I would uh, would serve at their pleasure, and it, it <laughs> so would be a, they're my boss. Phil Williams, News Channel 5 Investigates. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, he investigates, that's for sure. I guess when you're in Tennessee, it's okay for me, but not for they. Wow. Hypocrisy. Thy name is Republican. These people are shameless. So what they do in public and what they do in private are two very different things. It is astounding to me that the the depths of the hypocrisy of these people, if you can call them people, you know, I, 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 I could go on, but I see our guest is here and I'd rather bring her into this conversation. So with no further ado, if I can find, um, wh- where is my Digby intro? Come on, Digby. I know. I just saw it because I tested it. I play. Here we go. What's that, Leonardo? <laughs> Who's Nicole Sandler's next guest? Why, it's Digby, of course. <laughs> Who's Digby? Observe, Leonardo. <laughs> That's Dig for Dig and B for B. Digby. She is one of the original OG progressive bloggers, Digby Heather Parton, uh, who still has her own blog going at, at Digby's Hullabaloo, digbysblog.net, and of course also writes a, a column, regular column on uh, for salon.com. Hey, Digby. Hey, how you doing, Nicole? <laughs> I'm doing okay. I don't know how much of that, if any of it, you heard, but I heard enough. <laughs> oh my God. This guy, this 79 year old lieutenant governor from. Tennessee, um, who who is all in favor of, you know, the typical Republican anti-LGBTQ legislation, likes to go on the Instagrams and like all the gay pose who who get weed for giving head and stuff like that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you know, what can you say to this stuff? What? How do you how do we How does this compute? I mean, other than I heard somebody say they were talking about it on TV earlier. Somebody said, you know, there are easier ways to come out than this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this this old guy, I mean, 79. And first of all, just the fact that he's 79 and he's out there macking on these young guys. Either way, I mean, out or not out, closeted, you know, anti-gay legislation, all of it. It's just so pathetic. It's so pathetic. I mean, what is going on with these people? And this this new push, you know, which I mean, this is a serious matter. 
what the kind of anti-gay legislation that's that's being pushed in all these red states now, including Florida, especially Florida, yeah. um, is, you know, I mean, this is some dangerous stuff. These are people. These are families. These are these are, you know, little kids. There's teenagers. It's people who are being humiliated and tortured by this and it's getting worse. I mean, it's started, you know, it's gone beyond this idea of just sort of these people having an axe to grind against, you know, transgender bathrooms in right. high school or something. This is getting, I mean, they're passing laws that you can't be in drag in public. That's right. I mean, that's right. Well, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I mean, that they're, sh- they're, they're cracking down on these drag queen story hours. Well, you know what? If they're story hours for kids, they're entertaining the kids. They know who their audience is. They're not going to do anything sexually explicit. They're, they they tailor the shows for the for the audience. But these people are so shut off. They're so close minded in public anyway, because uh, we don't know what they're doing in their own private lives. Okay. Um, well, we know some of it, don't we? <laughs> we yes, we do. <laughs> but it's it's it, the the hypocrisy of it is just. On top of the just the the sickness of it is is just unbelievable. It's astonishing, but you know what, Nicole, you and I both know this, and I think we've talked about this before. Going back, I mean, I felt going back maybe you know twenty years ago when I first started blogging, it was clear to me that hypocrisy had been retired on the right. It no longer was relevant. They didn't care, and what the you know how you can sort of um, rationalize that. Or at least, you know, logically sort of understand it is that they are shameless people. They're shameless. I mean, look at that old guy there. I mean, I guess he was, he, you know, was felt, I mean, he's giving interviews about this. I know. I mean, you have to be shameless to do that. And he's, you know, just kind of, well, yeah, you know, there, I like that young boy. He was just trying, I was just trying to help him out or something, you know, whatever. I mean, this, this, they, they have no shame. They have no conscience. They just don't. And so hypocrisy only works if people feel embarrassed by being shown to be living differently than the words that they speak and by, you know, being being hypocrites. I guess, you know, there's another story, one that I I dealt with yesterday. Um, Did you hear about this? Uh, Santa Rosa County, Florida, of course, in the Florida panhandle. Uh, county commissioner, a guy named Sam Parker, a, a, a constituent comes into their county commission meeting demanding that Mr. Parker really needs to resign because video surfaced, and this guy had it, of Parker going into a gun shop of all places and uh, trying to get a deal because, you know, he's a commissioner. He should get a better deal. And you see him on videotape, walks into the store. He's like, I'm going to have to Jew you down. Oh my God! <laughs> right, and then, and then in he's Florida. like in Florida. I'm going to have to. Well, this is in the Panhandle, so it's Alabama, you know, adjacent. Oh, so okay. it's Alabama minor, but still, I'm going to Jew you down. And then this, this this guy calls him out. Actually, called him out on something else that he. Then he said, "Well, if I came in here with cash, you wouldn't charge me sales tax." And you know, he's like. Just because of that, you shouldn't you shouldn't be on the commission. Um, and the guy said about the Jew you down comment. He said, I don't that's not ethics, ethnic slur. There's nothing to slur about that. I use that word as an adjective. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, and hey. then then I guess he heard a lot because yesterday they had another hearing and this commissioner, uh, Sam Parker, started by apologizing. I had no idea that that phrase was offensive to anybody. Well, then how could you be so fucking stupid and clueless? Exactly. You have no you have no business being in public office of any kind. I mean, that, and that one's that's not a new woke thing, no. by the way. I mean, that's been true since I was a kid back in the, you know, dark ages. That's not something anybody's been saying, you know, that normally it right. just isn't. No. I mean, there are a lot of them, you know, the N word. I mean, yes. there are certain words it's that have been off thing. limits for a long time, it's, you know. And we know that it's not a slur. <laughs> really? well, ridiculous. Oh my god! It's, uh, well, it, let's it's talk an about adjective. the corruption involved yeah. in that. There's, you know, he's he's obviously, you know, a racist and a bigot, yep. anti-Semite. Yep. But even if he doesn't know it. Oh, but um, wait! But Diggy, it gets better. Wait, his part of his defense to this constituent was. I'm not an anti-Semite. You come in my office, I got behind me, I got a United States flag, and I got the flag of Israel. Oh, Why? Yeah, okay. Why? Why would a county commissioner from Florida <laughs> have an, a flag of Israel in his office? What the hell is that about? Well, I mean, we know what it's about, right? <laughs> I mean, this, he's obviously a, you know, a so-called you know, conservative evangelical Christian. Yeah, yeah. he wants uh, all the Jews to go back to Israel so everyone else can be raptured. So we can have the Armageddon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thanks a lot. You know, I mean, if, you're, if you're an Israeli, you got to go, you know, thanks, thanks, but no thanks right. for support. You know, right. we don't really need that. I mean, and then you've got the corruption angle there. He's walking in there and telling them, he, he, you know, hey, if I brought you cash, you wouldn't, get, you wouldn't charge yep. me sales tax. Right. You know, waving around his, his position trying to get over with this guy and, you know, to buy a gun. I mean, everything about it is just, it's so, it's so corrupt and so grotesquely, you know, discriminatory mm-hmm. that everything about it, but you know what? They, they, like I said, shameless. Yeah. Shameless. He care. He goes, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I was, that, 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 that was not, you know, something you can say, well, you know, I'm sorry. That's, it's too bad. You don't get to, you know, you should, you should resign your position. Exactly. You don't get to do that. But no, you know you're what? also a corrupt, you know. Exactly. But the same hypocrisy is on display right now in the Republican majority in the House of Representatives. Oh my, oh my God. God. It is, it is just, it, it, it's, it's crazy town there. So yesterday, Eric Swalwell called out Jim Jordan because he's talking about all the subpoenas that he's issuing to come before his committee. And he's like, that's Uh really rich. The guy who ignored this subpoena and he shows the subpoena that Jim Jordan just (laughs) ignored, which you can't do. And now he's expecting everyone to just comply with his subpoenas because he's a Republican. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, again, shameless. Uh, and you know, I know you are, but what am I? I mean, there's no, there's no actual logical through line in all of this. And they're here playing to their own people. They're playing to their crowd, their crowd. We know who they are. You know, this is the MAGA crowd and that majority that is being, I mean, look, I mean, we're dealing with some very, very, uh, extreme people who are running the show. Yeah. This is the, and you know, this is the, it, they're not a, they're not just some fringe right i mean even the tea party when they were in 
And they were crazy. They were. As you well know. But I mean, you were, you know, driven out of town hall meetings. You know, <laughs> by I was people. arrested. <laughs> and, exactly. And maced so, in jail. So, yeah, I mean, because I so, dared yeah, to know, ask a question. Yeah. You know exactly what, how bad they can be. But there's something, you know, this now, these people are actually, they're running things. I mean, they have, they have, you know, look, they own Kevin McCarthy. We yep. know that. Yep. And, and, you know, he proved it. By, you know, turning over all that footage to Tucker Carlson. And, and, and by the way, just to point something out that I don't think most people have noticed about that, which is the rest of the party's going, Ixnay on the Bay guy. We don't need to be talking about January 6th. Right. Please just let this thing go. Maybe because they're going into an election, the last thing they want. I mean, these people like Dan Crenshaw, who's hardly, a, you know, a liberal. I mean, he's a right winger, too, and a complete jackass, but at least he's not completely insane. Those guys are going, why are we talking about this? What are you doing, Kevin? And Kevin did it anyway. And then back and then back to his place. Said, yeah, I'm glad glad I did it. I did the right thing. So now you've got everybody talking about January 6th again. That's right. Everybody's, you know, you know, so this is the kind of stupid thing. That's why he's he's in the clutches of this of this right wing, you know, led by Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and the rest of these freaks. Scott, you know, Scott Perry. Perry. Yeah. I mean, these people are I mean, they are way out there and they're, you know, not like this is unprecedented to have way out there people. I mean, you know, Newt Gingrich wasn't exactly normal. Um, you know, you had guys like Dan Burton back in the 90s who was shooting up watermelons in his backyard to prove that Vince Foster couldn't have been shot the way they said he was. I mean, there have been some nuts that were doing things. This is beyond that. And not only that, this is the first time really that this group has really owned the uh, speakership and running the establishment. I mean, they are the establishment. Let's just face it. That's what the Republican Party is now. Yeah. And, you know, this is I mean, I don't know if you've talked about CPAC at all. Very sure little, because very little, because honestly, I did not watch it. What I did comment on was how empty it was, how, you know, how and how that was the Trump group and and the club for growth had the DeSantis gathering you know just a few miles down the road from Mar-a-Lago and it's just all just weird but you know what good I hope the two factions keep fighting with each other and now exactly and now that you know we hear uh according it was breaking news at the Washington Post last night that Ron DeSantis privately talks about his campaign as if it's really happening that there's no oh, really there's no uh <laughs> wavering there that he is running and well uh-huh. you know he's in Iowa today uh sucking uh-huh. up to the crowd so of course he is good let him and Donald Trump just eat each other just go at each other have at well- it we'll sit back yeah, exactly. And it's going to be a fascinating race for a number of reasons. I mean, I, I covered CPAC, you know, from afar. I watched it on C-SPAN I'm or whatever, sorry. wherever I could. I mean, yeah, I'm, thank you. <laughs> it was the things I do for, for yes. my public. Um, but but um, it was pretty fascinating because, you know, you it, it's exactly what you said. You know, these two factions, you've got DeSantis who, down, you know, as far as the public mainly knows, 
he's the hardcore mega anti-woke crusader, right? He's the culture warrior of culture warriors. He is out there just fighting that fight every single day. And he is. I mean, that's that's the truth. He's yep. actually using the power of the state to bring the hammer down on, you know, anybody that he disagrees with. And he is proving that, you know, he's he's their champion. He is as much their champion as Donald Trump ever was. But in reality, where was he that? He didn't want to go face those MAGA people, right? I mean, right. those are Trump people. He didn't go into that belly of the beast and make a case, did he? No, no, no. no. He, yeah, stayed he went away. over to, to the club for growth that's right. and was, was hitting up big donors, right? I mean, that's what he did. So did Mike Pence, by the way. He didn't yep. have the nerve to go in there. You know, you had Nikki Haley and Mike Pompeo who were, you know, they're straddling both worlds, I guess. You know, they're in there trying to get to the magas, and they both gave speeches, very tiny little bits of criticism of Trump, but not really. For the most part, they're just, they were trying to ride the MAGA train. They're, they're vice presidential. Trying to know, ride the MAGA is train is so true. So here's a clip from CPAC. This is Nikki Haley, and I haven't played this. Um, but but just, you know, she Nikki Haley doesn't know which persona she wants to embrace. No. Does she want to be the sane Republican or does she want to be the MAGA nut job or she's trying to she's trying to you know <laughs> straddle both and it doesn't really work so listen to this listen to this shit joe and Kamala even say that america's racist oh. wokeness is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic hands down <laughs> wokeness <laughs> is a virus more dangerous than any pandemic hands down what the it's fuck is she talking about? Plague. Right. Than, what is she talking what? about? That was uh, that was one of the more insane comments at CPAC. And, you know, there's always lots of them. What is she talking about? It's so ridiculous. And then she toddled over to the Club for Growth thing and spoke there. I mean, I'm, I, they don't have footage of her of her speech, but I'm sure what she was saying, don't worry. You know, I'm the sane one. I've got a, you know, I've, I'm I'm the moderate. I'm in the moderate lane. I can attract all those suburban moms because I'm a suburban mom. <laughs> you know, you really want me to do that and here, give me some money because that's what I really need right now. I mean, so she's trying to straddle that and it, it does not work. I mean, this is not not going to work because Trump gets up there on the final night of CPAC and he gave a speech. I mean, everybody heard the thing about him saying, I am your voice. I am your justice. I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Although, I heard that clip. It's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's so weird. You know, you would have thought that he would have said it, you know, in, you know, I am your retribution saith Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, say it. Instead, he goes, I am your retribution. <laughs> I am your retribution. He sort of said in this weird kind of sing-song, kind of matter-of-fact way. It was bizarre. But, you know, he can't give a real speech. I mean, he never has been able to. No. He, but he droned on for 90 minutes. It was extremely boring. He was extremely angry. His crowd was kind of, eh. you know, I mean, they were cheering for retribution, of course. But, they, you know, the, the room was only three quarters full. And this was the big night. And, in fact, the whole, as you said, the whole thing was pretty sparsely attended. So it doesn't really say anything about Trump's Trump's uh, actual, you know, I mean, he has he has a secret. Oh, it's not even a secret. He has a secret weapon in this whole thing. It's very, very powerful. Even if they get rid of all the other candidates and they just build up DeSantis versus Trump and it's just the two of them and, you know, they go head to head in all these primaries and DeSantis gets more people than Trump. 
Trump has a 30% of the Republican Party, a bunch of brainwashed freaks who love him so much that they will not vote for DeSantis if Trump is in the race. So what happens? Even if they go and change the delegate rules, and even if they do all this stuff to make it so that it's harder for Trump to win, that 30%, he owns them, and they know it. Yep. And unless, you know, and it, all he has to do is say, you know, the, the vote was rigged. I mean, gee, what are the chances of him saying that if he loses, that he says the vote was rigged? Uh, and the establishment came after me. They killed Jeb Bush and Paul Ryan and Carl Rove and all so these other people. They were so mean to me. They, they came after me and they're all out to get me and they're out to get you too. So, you know, you're not going to vote. And what he can do is either withdraw those votes. He's not going to concede if God no. knows. And he's not going to endorse anybody else. So, you know, he has he can take that group wherever he wants. He's been he's hinted about a third party. Yep. He's, do it. Uh, hinted do it. about take your ball and go home. So all this mac, all these machinations that they have, the DeSantis and the rest of the the establishment trying to do all this stuff behind the scenes to to try and and counter him, it's it's useless. As long as he's in the race, as long as he is out there, they can There is nothing they can do. He's an immovable object. He is he is just standing in their way. And this is one of the things I don't get about Ron DeSantis. I mean, I know that, you know, people always say to any candidate, you know, look, if you've got your shot, you got to take it because you don't know what's going to happen four years from now. So go for it. But honestly, if I were Ron DeSantis and I really wanted to be president, I'd wait. I would not run. No, I'd wait because we'd have the field wide open in 2028. Exactly. And by the way. The party might actually be, in, if they lose again, when they lose again, they, they need to lose some more. I guess that's what we know. We know that now, right? right? They are not yet, they haven't yet sobered up and recognized that this stuff is crazy and that, that, that the majority of the country is not behind them. If, if DeSantis would wait for four years, they might have settled down a little bit and he could actually be a real just, you know, a commonplace fascist authoritarian asshole, yeah. which is who he is, who he is but right? without the without the Trumpist stuff and he could do all the stuff that he really wants to do. Well, that's so, true. You know, but I, but the DeSantis, as was pointed out, I read something today. Now, I'm not the biggest Simon Rosenberg fan. Um, because he's very uh, conservative-ish, but he made a good point today in saying that DeSantis has totally misread the room. You know, he didn't pay attention to the last three elections because even Republicans don't like this hardline fascist shit, and he's taking it to the ultimate extreme and turning off a lot of people, and yet I turn on MSNBC and they talk about, well, he, his approval rating's so high and he, he's loved in Florida. No, he isn't. I mean, there are those well, who love then, him, but there's plenty of people like me who are horrified. Well, and Florida, I hate to say it, is a red state now. So, you know, they can get away with all kinds of crap. Look at what happens in Mississippi, uh, you know. I mean, the, Tennessee. You know, yeah, they, <laughs> that doesn't mean that the, you can, yeah, in Tennessee, that doesn't mean that you can win a general election like right. that. And I, I agree that DeSantis has 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 perhaps misread this. He he is trying. It's like we said earlier. He's trying to lock down the MAGA people as their sec as their first or second choice, right? I mean, this is the, he's trying to get them. Look, I am 
I am your asshole. And you know, don't worry, I will ca- I will be just as bad as Trump. You know, I will hate the libs even more than he does. You know, so he's trying to establish that. And then he, I think he thinks, and this is the old traditional way of doing it, you 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 know, you go for the base and then when you get the nomination, you pivot to the center. Well, you know what? That doesn't work anymore. No. We have the internet now. We have all kinds of things no one will ever let him forget what he has done in Florida. He's going to run on that record. He thinks that record is going to get him, you know, that everybody's going to be so impressed because he did all these things. Well, no, most no. of the country does not want that stuff. And by the way, neither does Florida, because Simon Rosenberg's tweet today where he was pointing out this this latest poll they're not even the Floridians, even the right wing Floridians don't like all this anti-woke right. stuff. They're not into that. That's not what they care about. And in fact, when you go and look at the exit polls in Florida from 2022, which I just did yesterday, mm-hmm. you know, the top issues were inflation. Yep. Uh, there was crime and immigration. And even though crime and immigration were way down the list, the other top issue was abortion. Now, that was not quite as high on the list as inflation, but it was. And that was the Democratic vote. Right. Right. That was the vote that came forward and probably a few Republicans, too. But it just wasn't enough to outweigh the economics. Right. And it was also it also wasn't enough to overcome a bad candidate put up by the right. democrats they put and the you democratic know, party that is completely and utterly useless absent in it just doesn't Ab- exist just, just doesn't yeah exist. it's like you know what and so what did they go and do who did they put in charge nikki of the free florida democratic yeah. yeah i mean yeah. what i know so i mean uh-huh. I, you know it's dead i mean they're just they they're they're committing suicide the democratic party down there so yes so you have a problem there it's not like desantis is the 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 issue agenda that he has laid out, which he apparently thinks is just a great winner. If he says woke, you know, 150 times a day, everyone will love him more. He just has to say the word woke. Well, they went and did a poll this week that was in USA Today, mm-hmm. and they talked about the word woke and what it means. And most people think, oh, it means social justice. Yeah, yeah. for that, that seems like a good idea. People don't hate woke. This no. is some weird crap that's going on in Fox News and Breitbart and the rest of their little siloed corner of the world. And, you know, it makes me think that DeSantis... First of all, I don't think he's really that great. No, as everybody well, thinks. he's not. You know, no. I mean, First of all, everybody know. doesn't think that he has a no. good, he has a better hairline than Trump. And that's about it. Once he starts talking and he hear his nasally exactly. delivery and he's got no charisma, he's got no personality. There's nothing there except an ugly bully. Yeah. And that's exactly how he seems. I'll never forget. And, you know, as I remember watching him during the pandemic. I mean, I never knew anything about him until, you know, I mean, he won. What did he first win in 2018? Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know anything about this guy. He was mm-hmm. some backbench yes, Republican congressman. I mean, exactly. I, and I watched him during the pandemic and he went he went down there. I guess it was it was either with Pence or it was with Trump. I can't remember not wearing a mask, going into some restaurant, you know, sitting around breathing all over people. And that was at a time when everybody was wearing masks long before the vaccines or any of the treatments. And people were dying left and right, especially in Florida, yep. which had a huge number of elderly people. Yep. And he's out there flaunting. I went, man, this guy is a real jackass. And then when I saw him go after those high school kids oh. for wearing a mask. Yep. And he and that was that said everything to me about who he was. I'm just going, OK. And I was glad he did it. So people like you could see people because could we see, see it yeah. every day. Well, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but no. they will. No. Because, you know, I honestly believe that through the course of this campaign, first of all, 
you know, it's not going to take the Democrats to go after him. Donald Trump has yet to <laughs> unleash oh, yeah. the venom and fury that he's going to take on him. And, you know, and I, I mean, I loathe Donald Trump with every fiber of my being, <laughs> but I won't be sad to see him take on DeSantis and expose him for, you know, the jackass that he is, because he's a really, he's an awful person. Oh, yeah, you read horrible. profiles of him, horrible. he's cold, he's nasty, he's got this sort of, you know, I don't know, this Ross Putin-like wife of his, uh-huh. Casey, Casey. Uh, who thinks she's going to be Jackie Onassis. Yes, with her you long know, gloves at the inauguration. She wore a ball gown she... when other people were in business attire. <laughs> Where did she? <laughs> and she's putting the bouffant on yes. him. Look for the pillbox hat because that's coming next. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the and the big Jackie O glasses. I mean, uh, you know, she she's a real piece of work, and oh, I think yes. she is. You know, she's very she's his top advisor, yes. and she's trying to give him a personality which he doesn't have, other than being a jerk. Um, so, I mean, he's a very um, I mean, I think he's kind of he's a dangerous guy because what he's doing is the difference between him and Trump. And I'm not the first to say this is that, you know, he has a little bit he has a much better sense of how to use the levers of power to actually accomplish the kind of nasty crap that, yeah. that Trump does now. Well, he's better be educated. He's better educated. Yeah, well, he's so I think he has well a educated. better yeah. understanding of how government works. Trump doesn't have a clue. No, he, he, you know, he never did. He's, yeah. the, he's the epitome of fake it till you make it. And sometimes you just don't. <laughs> right. Well, but, and I mean, he used to get up and say, you know, I have a, you know, I have an article, too, that says I can do anything I want. You know, going, OK, yeah, I don't know. Right. Did Sidney Powell yeah. tell you that? How about that reading it? Yes, yeah, stop. You know, yeah, he doesn't stop. do that. In fact, there was, I don't know, do you remember this? They had... A bunch. Was it all presidents or was it just some famous politicians read portions of the Constitution or maybe it was the Declaration? I can't remember. But one of one of the one of the founding documents and they had him out there trying to read. I have to look this up because I'm sure it's on YouTube. He had no idea what he was saying. I mean, he couldn't even really. And he even commented, kind of stopped in the middle. He goes, what is this? You know, and, and it was like something like, you know, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect, you know, something like that. Right. And he had he was completely. He didn't clueless. know. He didn't he know. Doesn't what he was know. Well, I mean, and we know that about him. I mean, that's not. And sometimes I wonder whether or not his people, his followers don't actually may not. Maybe they don't even consciously know this. What they like about him is what he says and that he says all this stuff and he owns the libs and he's mean and nasty and does all this. I have to wonder whether or not they don't also like the fact that he doesn't actually do it, (laughs) you know, that he says because doing it will affect them. Right. I mean, any of them with any brains would have to realize that, you know, they're going to get they're going to get hit, too, if, you know, if the. Nothing makes sense. The debt ceiling, you know, that's default on the debt. Right. Oh, and it won't affect you, you think? (laughs) But, Uh you know, can I just tell you, though, the the, the thing, the even bigger picture, everything we're talking about, and you're like, well, they'll hear it about DeSantis because it'll be in the campaign. But we have this giant elephant in the room, and no pun intended, Fox, where their viewers don't know about the Dominion lawsuit. They don't know about the text messages. They don't know that Tucker Carlson hates Donald Trump passionately. (laughs) They don't know all this shit. They don't know that, you know, they're freaking out because the the viewers don't like being told the truth. So they're going to Newsmax and OAN because we're telling them the truth. So we need to stop telling them the truth. 
Well, I mean, they're the Frankenstein monster that Fox News created. Yeah. They created this marketplace, right? And I mean, in fact, this is what I wrote about for Salon today. You know, one of the things that you, you know, one of the things we've learned about, say, the evangelicals, right? The conservative evangelicals. I don't mean to put down the, the you but, know, I'm sorry, they all jumped. The sh- there aren't decent evangelicals anymore. Their, their entire <laughs> you know. movement was hijacked and they went over to the dark side. The, right. You know, and I, so, you yeah. know, but what we've learned about them over the course of, you know, this this whole Trump era is that they that they don't believe any of the stuff they say they believe in. Right. I mean, right. completely hypocrites, yeah. completely shameless. And basically, they're just a political faction. They're not a religion, really, anymore. They're a political faction in American life. So we know that now. We don't have to take their moral posing seriously at all. Whatever. You start saying something about abortion. Well, you know, screw you, Donald Trump. You know, I mean, it's all we have to say because they, they have proven who they are. Fox News just did the same thing. Because we had always assumed that Rupert Murdoch and his ilk and his family and the people that worked there, that yes, they had were in it for the profits. They were, you know, their money made, you know, they're capitalists, they're making money and they're extremely wealthy. But we also assumed that they had an ideology and that this ideology was something that they cared about and that they were trying to to push this ideology because they had some sense that this was you know, this was their belief system. This was a philosophy. We learned they have no ideology. Right. They don't care about anything. Nothing. What they care about is making money. That is all. It is pure greed and nothing else. And so they created this market of, you know, deluded, brainwashed, you know, right wing freaks. And they and talk radio and a bunch of other people created that. And now they have to live with it in order to make money, which is the only thing they care about. They have to tell those people what they want to hear. That's the marketplace that they created. So they learned that telling the truth, their their you know viewers have no loyalty to them. If they say something right. they don't like, yeah, they will go. They will leave. Then they have some other options now. <laughs> I mean, they're terrible, but they'll go because they don't they don't care about production values or anything like that. No. You know, Fox News is a much slicker operation than Newsmax or OEN, but the audience proved that they don't care. So you tell us what we want to hear. This these they've trained these people to want this they've trained them that this is to to only care about owning the libs and you know m&ms and outrage and grievance and all the other stuff and donald trump who they also helped create and now they're stuck with it this is the monster that they created and now they're now they're stuck with it and because they only care about money they don't care about ideology they'll keep doing that i mean that is and you're absolutely right you've got this they are a huge you know, hurdle yeah. for anyone to get over. I mean, these their audience not only doesn't know about the Dominion lawsuit, they don't want to know no, about the Dominion lawsuit. They don't. Remember, if, if, if for some reason Brett Baer comes out and goes, we're going to do a two-hour special on the Dominion lawsuit and let everybody know what happened, which is ridiculous. But, you know, let's just assume that happened. They would not tune in. They'd want to go. They'd go over to Newsmax where That's they could right. hear happy talk about Donald Trump or or even Ron DeSantis. They're willing to hear about him, but they're not going to hear about Fox's, you know, essential corruption, which is what they are. But so, here's the you know, thing. What with, do we do about that? With this lawsuit, um, I, and, and I think I had this conversation with Spocko last week. The corporate death penalty needs to be a thing. Yes. The Fox not news corporation needs to be put out of our misery that company should not be allowed to exist anymore because they betrayed the public interest they call themselves news but they make shit up they they don't report news they never tried to report news it's all about uh, 
cat, as George W. Bush said, it's catapulting the propaganda. Right. For profit. For profit. For money. They're not doing it out of any, I mean, you, know, you can make an argument, I think, that under the First Amendment, people have a right to, you know, say terrible things that, you know, to have political speech, right? I mean, political speech is probably the most protected speech. And you can make an argument about that. But when, now that we know about Fox News, this isn't political speech. They don't care. They'll say anything to make money. They don't care if tomorrow everybody in their audience turned into, you know, I don't know, Antifa. They'd go that way, too. Right. That's, that is they, they, it is purely a matter of profit. But, of course, they created this, this media ecosystem or helped create it. They weren't alone. There were others who yep, helped, but yep. they were the prime mover, Fox News was, of creating this media ecosystem. And 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 so these people have been trained. And now they're stuck, you know, you've got you've got I mean Tucker Carlson, and let, let's just talk about him for yes, a moment. Yes, please. He is you know, there was a big profile in the New York Times, I don't know, maybe 6 months ago. It was really good. It was really interesting about him and they went deep on him. And I had always wondered about him because I've been watching him for a long time. You have too. He used to be on MSNBC. I remember. I mean, he was, you know, he was on Crossfire with his, with his bow tie. With his bow tie, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, the bow tie is kind of a tell. You could what he was trying to be at that time. He wanted to be taken as a serious <laughs> writer and a serious, you know, kind of a a, a, a William F. Buckley right. kind of guy, right. right? And he always was a little iconoclastic. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't a, a, you know, a bombastic type like, you know, Pat Buchanan or something. You know, he was just, he was just some some guy who wanted to sort of be seen as an intellectual, I think. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was around, but he failed everywhere he went. Everywhere yep, he everywhere. went. And he failed. You know, I mean, he finally, you know, grasped some, I don't know, it was like a morning weekend thing on Fox. And the, according to that profile, he was panicked that his his career was dead and he had no money. Hmm. And somehow or another, he decided that the key was to become a freak and, and make money by by pushing the freak show. Well, he he took the place of Bill O'Reilly you know, who was their star for many, many years. And he was, you know, he was the angry, you know, get off my lawn, yep. populist white guy, right. you know, with a working class thing, you know, and, and he had that. And Tucker saw something else, which was that the right wing audience that Fox had, had been radicalized into a total freak show. Yeah. They were now going down the rabbit hole. The fringe was, you know, sort of taking over. I mean, and this this predated Trump. Um, and and he saw that same thing. I think Trump saw it too, that, you know, it's a freak show. It's a real, it's a circus. They're nuts. That's what they saw. And Tucker went in there and now, you know, for him, it's all about money. And again, when you look at the Dominion emails, Tucker Carlson is panicked yep. that they're going to kill his golden goose if they tell the truth. And he went after that reporter and said, you know, she, you've got to stop her. I want her I fired. I want her fired. You have to have her fired. They you freaked out at Brett Baer when he cut away from yeah. a, uh, from what her, what McEnany, the McEnany yeah. person saying that I can't, I can't, I can't let that air. She's, she's not giving any proof. She's saying things that, that there's no backup for. And, what? and, and they all went apoplectic that he did that. That's right. And, and, and what was the reasoning behind that? You had Tucker Carlson 
saying at the same time, look what's happening to the stock price. Yep. This is bad for business. The brand is getting hit. Yep. Murdoch was saying the same thing. Yep. This is bad for the brand. Murdoch says in the Dominion thing, look, yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't think it was so great that we were sort of, you know, allowing these this these lies about the election to go through. Well, did you think about not letting Mike Lindell on your air, <laughs> the my pillow guy? Right. And he goes, not at all. He was make we were making a lot of money from right, him. Right. He just said it. You know, I mean, this is stuff that's in that the whole Dominion thing, as I, you know, I haven't read it in its entirety, mostly just the the excerpts that have, you know, sort of made right. the rounds. Me too. But right. everything I'm looking at is telling me that this is who these people are. Tucker. I mean, I'm sure they're All true believers. Them. I kind of think Sean Hannity really is a Donald Trump cultist. See, I, think I don't. He loves Donald Trump. I think oh, he knows. Think so? I think he knows exactly what Donald Trump is, but he sees that hooking his whatever to his wagon is the is the way to go. That's what he's got to do because Donald Trump has whatever it is that Pied Piper element that people follow. It's the TV thing because half of this yes, country is so fucking stupid. Thing. He's on TV. Oh my God. He said he plays a billionaire on TV. He must know what he's doing. He, they tell me he's a good businessman. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I saw, I saw a thing in 2016 and to just to your point there of, I can't remember what it was, it was one of those things like, you know, the circus or, you know, one of those right? kind of documentary things where they were following the campaign around they went to a, a Donald Trump rally and it was out in some field. You know, they were they had a bunch of people parking out in the field and it was a bunch of young people. They were probably in their 20s uh-huh. um, and they were asking them, why do you like Donald Trump? I love Donald Trump. I love that show. I love that show. He's an apprentice. And this girl comes up and she goes, I'm going to be a CEO, too, just oh. like him. Uh, and they're all <laughs> laughing. Right. I mean, they all kind of know how stupid it is, uh-huh. but they're it's kind of that's the joke. And I realized as they went and talked to all these people that were there, that it, it, what you just said is exactly right. This is it was the celebrity factor. Yes. The fa- I mean, Donald Trump's been a celebrity even before he had the TV show. People knew who he was. He was in Home Alone. You know, he was he was probably the most famous rich guy. Yeah, he was in famous for being rich, not for doing yeah. anything. And yeah, he was only he was rich because Daddy was rich. Exactly. No, but people sort of assumed that he was some kind of genius because he said it and all it, the time. And this is the thing that he learned was That's that right. if I say it. People will believe it, yeah, even no matter how stupid it is, no matter how outrageous it is, no, how, no matter how false it is, I can say it and I can get millions of people to believe it. Yes. Well, that had been true his whole life, right? right? I mean, and as president and then, you know, of course, naturally, we know for a fact that he was right because he said, despite all evidence to the contrary, court cases up the yin yang, every every person, you know, with any kind of credibility about elections said, sorry, dude, you lost. I'm sorry, yeah. 7 million people. Here it is. We looked at it all. We did 17 recounts. We did. We took the machines apart. We did everything we could and you lost. And yet he told everybody that he didn't. And I don't know, tens of millions of people believe it and right. will always believe it. Exactly. And he just, he just said it. He lies with such impunity. It's second nature to him. So now yeah. that it looks like it, it looks like Alvin Bragg's office, the Manhattan D.A., is going to indict him on charges having to do with the Stormy Daniels payoff. Well, that was a given. The fact that they stooped, we knew. And yet, yeah. what does he do after the story breaks last night that it looks like, you know, the, the them inviting him to testify? 
testify before the grand jury next week signals that they're at the end of the investigation. And if they weren't going to indict him, they wouldn't have invited him to testify. They wouldn't have given him the opportunity. So that's why they made this informed guess. Well, Donald Trump's response was, I did not have an affair with Stormy Daniels. I wouldn't want to have an affair with Stormy Daniels. And you know what? In a, in, a, in a sense, he's telling the truth because they didn't have an affair. They no, fucked. They a it was a one-night stand. Yeah. stand. Stop calling it an affair. It's not an affair, right. and you're giving him cover to lie again. But the fact of the matter is... He stopped her and and she, you know, she told us all about the little mushroom dick and everything. So, you, you know, but he'll keep lying because he gets away with it. Absolutely. And he will say that and everybody will go, well, of course he didn't do that. Look at his beautiful wife and she's got a, you know, and Stormy Daniels has a horse face and, you know, all this stuff. You know, people will say that. Well, you know, I don't know if you heard in the last, I think it's just in the last day. The other case with E. Jean Carroll, yes. they've also, uh, you know, that judge in there is going to allow the access. Yes, that just so, broke. And, and that was a big thing. Whether yeah. or not they can introduce that access Hollywood tape as evidence. And the judge said, yes, that is allowed in. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because I've been hearing on TV today talking about that. And they also said that they'll allow two other women to testify Ooh. about his behavior to Good. establish a pattern, which is very important. Here's the thing. You know, I heard all these people on TV and there are a lot of people kind of going, well, maybe these aren't the cases we really want to come. And, you know, is this really important enough? And I'm going, oh, you know my what? God. It would do my heart good Me too. to see these cases brought by, by women Yes. About women yes. and about, you know, some brave women, including Stormy Daniels, yep. who, you know, she did not hold back and she came out and said what happened. Yep. Um, and, you know, that they're the ones who, you know, who get him on a witness stand somewhere and have and make him have to testify. They're the ones who get him indicted. Now, Gee Jean Carroll, it isn't a criminal case. It's a it's a civil case. Right. But nonetheless, I, I would really like to see that because, you know, this this era of Me Too and we watched a lot of people, you know, get get their comeuppance. Harvey Weinstein was just convicted again, again. in L.A., you yep. know, for more years. Yeah. You know, and, and Trump is one of those guys. You know yep. what I mean? He's not I just do. some, you know, sort of guy who was flirting improperly in the workplace. This guy was, a, he assaulted multiple women. He was a serial assaulter. That's right. And E. Jean Carroll says he's a, he's a rapist. You know, I would really like to see that happen. So I don't care if people think that this is not a good case and that the country won't, that he'll help him politically or Bullshit. whatever. You know what? All those suburban moms, yep. the ones who abandoned him in 2018, 2020, yep. and 2022, yep. this is not going to help. So even on a political level, I think it's important. And by the way, that doesn't mean that the Georgia case or, you know, Jack Smith's cases, <laughs> the, you know, Mar-a-Lago... There's a whole bunch of them. Bring them all. Bring them on. <laughs> Bring them, them on. on. One after the next, after exactly. the next, after the well, Keep right. them coming. And yes, Donald, don't withdraw from the race. You run for president and you, you go bet. after DeSantis. <laughs> you go. Exactly. You go, exactly. guys. Have at it. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it's yourself. It's going to be oh wild. God. It is, you know, as Trump would say, it's going to be wild. It's, it's going to be, be wild. wild. This is going to be some campaign, I'll tell you Absolutely. That. And I'll tell you one one last thing, and then I'll, I'll let you go, because I know you're at a friend's house. I really appreciate you coming, to, you know, talking to us today, Digby. Okay. The, the, um, uh, it, um, and now I just lost my train of thought. The fact that um, 
and, and I really, I, I had to thank you, and, and I totally just lost what I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. Completely. No, it's not you. It's me. It's Friday. I need a weekend. I hear that. It's time to unplug. But um, damn, it, it'll come to me the minute I sign off. Well, of oh, course. Well, I, of course. It wasn't yeah. that important anyway, I'm sure. <laughs> I would have not forgotten. Uh, anyway, Digby. The awesome Digby. Find her at digbysblog.net, of course, at salon.com. She's Digby56 on the Twitters. And uh, you're just the best. You are. Oh, thank my you pleasure. so much. Thanks so much. I enjoyed our conversation. I, I feel I vented and now I can I can relax for the right. weekend. Right. You see, this is a perfect way to end the week. Just <laughs> exactly. let's get it all exactly. out. Now we can have a weekend Monday. Kinsey Six are going to be here. Do you know Kinsey Six? Oh, yes. How cool. Yes. Yeah, so, How cool. Yes. Yeah, so they're going to be here on, on Monday. Awesome. Uh, Marcy Wheeler's coming back on Wednesday. Oh, great. And, and I'm taking next week off because I, I get to have eye surgery again. So this will oh, be, geez. we'll make this well, a good week coming up. But anyway, Digby, thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk pleasure. again soon. Always Thanks appreciate for having it. me. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Digby. Okay. Bye. Uh, and with that, we are we are done. That that uh, that puts a fork in our week. Uh, the weekend is now just about here. Um, and you know, I had something else I was going to share with you, but we'll do it on Monday. You know what? Our our friend, I, sh- I should play it now because we're in overtime. So you know, our friend Lauren uh, Lauren Mayer. It just so happens, you know, she puts out a song every week. And I was going to save this for Monday. I may still open the show with it on Monday, but I'll close it out today because of um, uh, of what Lauren's uh, topic of her song today is. As I as I look for it and try to bring it up for you. Hold on, I got to get the right folder. If you saw my desktop, looks sort of like my office. There's shit everywhere, but it, it's sort of a controlled chaos. I know. I know where things are. I just have to find them. Okay, so the the subject matter of Lauren Mayer's song today is perfect for our guest on Monday. So we'll go out with this. It's Lauren Mayer um, doing a parody of a Tom Lehrer song because she can. And, uh, uh, well, you'll recognize that. And the song is called, What Have They Got Against Drag? Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you Monday. Bye. There's one party nowadays for whom hate is the latest craze. The platform in the GOP is bigotry, bigotry, bigotry. Scared of men dressed like a girl, but they were fine with Milton Berle or their beloved Ronnie and Rudy Giuliani. So what do they got against drag? These new laws would not let us see a show like Mulan or Victor Victoria, Medea, Tootsie, Cabaret, Rent. They'd park most of Shakespeare, also Joan of Arc. If they want to talk about grooming, pastor child abuse is booming. Two, four, six, I let the drag queen spread some joy. Saying it's for kids would make more sense if they'd shield kids from gun violence. So let's ignore this hateful blitz from hypocrites, hypocrites, hypocrites. The real outrage they should be catching's all those toddler beauty pageants. So folks, I hope yes, say no to homophobia. God against hot against hatred. We fought against. What do they got against drag? 
stop the video, just one more quick thing, and I promise I'll be fast. If you enjoy these weekly videos, I hope you'll consider supporting them so I can keep them going. You can do that for as little as $2 a month, and you get fun rewards. Check out my Patreon link and other support options in the description below, and I promise I'll keep helping you laugh at news that might otherwise make you cry. Thanks! It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Breaking news alert Thursday night from the New York Times reporting that prosecutors from Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office have signaled that charges against the former president are likely. They issued an invitation to Donald Trump to appear next week before the grand jury. Now, the invitation to the target of an investigation is generally a signal that the investigation is winding down. Bragg's office convened this grand jury to evaluate business-related matters, including Trump's role in hush money payments to adult film actress Stormy Daniels during the 2016 presidential campaign that were classified as a legal expense. This according to people with knowledge of the investigation. The former guy, of course, sounded off on his so-called truth social platform Thursday night, declaring, among other things, I did absolutely nothing wrong. I never had an affair with Stormy Daniels, nor would I have wanted to have an affair with Stormy Daniels. Well, I'll agree that affair is the wrong word to describe the one night stand that Miss Daniels has testified she participated in, as unsatisfying as it may have been. Stay tuned. The story will likely move quickly. Well, the February jobs numbers are in, and once again, for the second month in a row, it was a stronger than expected showing for the labor market. This time, U.S. employers adding 311,000 jobs. The unemployment rate did tick up just a tad to 3.6%. But as we live in opposite world, the good economic numbers will likely trigger another larger than hoped for hike in interest rates. I guess that's the you're damned if you do, damned if you don't principle at work. As Senator Elizabeth Warren protested in a Senate Banking Committee hearing this week with Fed Chair Jerome Powell. Right now, the unemployment rate is 3.4%, which is the lowest in 54 years. And we actually don't think that we need to see a sharp or enormous increase in unemployment to get inflation under control. I, I'm looking at your projections. Do you call two mi laying off 2 million people this year not a sharp increase in unemployment? Four and a half percent. Explain that to the 2 million families who are going to be out of work. We need a Fed that will fight for families. And if you're not going to lead that charge, we need someone at the Fed who will. President Joe Biden released his annual budget on Thursday, outlining his policy priorities for the coming year. Biden's 2024 budget mostly rehashed the president's earlier proposals, expanding the Social Security safety net and to pay for it by raising taxes on the wealthiest Americans and corporations who haven't been paying their fair share. Biden wants to restore the expanded child tax credit and make permanent the enhanced Obamacare subsidies. And he wants to provide universal free preschool, make college more affordable, and establish a national paid family and medical leave program. You know, standard socialism. Unfortunately, the president's proposed budget has no chance of making it through the Republican-controlled House, but it could still frame upcoming political battles on Capitol Hill, where the Republicans have yet to unveil their own spending plan. A federal appeals court on Thursday upheld a new Florida law that raised the minimum age to purchase a gun from 18 to 21. The law was passed after 17 people were killed in a shooting at Marjory Stoneman Douglas High School by a 19-year-old in 2018. 
But this 3-0 ruling from the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals comes as age-based restrictions are shaping up to be a flashpoint in the legal battles over gun access since the Supreme Court last year laid out a new test for determining a gun restriction's constitutionality. But this ruling may also be short-lived because here in Florida, Republican lawmakers introduced a bill this week that would lower the minimum age required to buy a gun in the state from 21 back to 18. Of course they did. Oh, and at the same time, moved forward on DeSantis's priority, allowing permitless concealed carry of firearms in Florida. No registration or licensing necessary. What could possibly go wrong? And in related news, yeah, it is. The Washington Post reporting Thursday night that people close to the fascist Florida man say that DeSantis has described his presidential plans with no caveats, that he is planning to run for the Republican nomination for the presidency in this election cycle. And then there was this news that former Virginia Attorney General and Trump administration official Ken Cuccinelli has started a new super PAC called Never Back Down, and it's aimed at boosting DeSantis for president in 2024. Oh, please. Oh, and by the way, DeSantis headed to Iowa today. Trump will be there on Monday. And off they go. Seven people were killed during a mass shooting on Thursday, this time not in the U.S., but at a Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall in the German city of Hamburg, in what German Chancellor Olaf Scholz has denounced as a brutal act of violence. Thankfully, the alleged perpetrator also died in the incident. And in other international violence, a week after the kidnapping of four Americans in Mexico, investigators are still working to piece together how and why this happened. And amazingly, the Gulf cartel, which is believed to be responsible for the kidnapping and the murders, issued an apology letter and handed over five of its members to local authorities. Okay, uh, whatever that means. And finally... Here's your annual reminder to change the clocks this weekend as we spring forward. Though some are trying to make this the last time we'll have to do that. Senator Ed Markey, who is dubbed the Sun King because he got legislation passed extending daylight saving time in 1985 and again in 2005. Now Markey is one of the sponsors of a bipartisan bill that would allow states to lock in permanent daylight saving time enabling us to spring forward this Saturday night, Sunday morning, one last time, and never have to fall back again. But in the meantime, there's this. There were those in Washington who thought they could control the space-time continuum. We'll just move time, they said. We'll save time. So they passed a law changing time forever. Or at least till fall. This is the new and Congress-approved weekend to change. Saturday night before you head to bed or Sunday morning at 2. Time moves forward one hour. Spring forward. A friendly reminder from your favorite radio station. We like time. And National Geographic, too. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.